me if you can survive if I let you. my sinners when father evil starts his day he gets a little deadly deadly grounds coffee has the richest smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere it's sinfully delicious once you go deadly you never go back order yours at getdeadly.com coffee's so good it's scary And we are back with another Tuesday. We are live here. I am Diggs, joined always by my tag team partner, the wonderful and beautiful Balding Jack, Tor- Jack Torrance. Oh, have mercy, Diggs. How we doing, sir? Oh, we are doing just dandy. Tonight we have a very fun show in store for you fine folks out there. Tonight it's all about the botches. About the bloopers. All about them bloopers. All about the times, your favorite moments of some of the all-time greats even. Totally fucking shit up. So good times await, my friend. And you know it when they fuck up, especially when you're in that old ECW arena. When they would chant, you fucked up. They let you know. Those fans let you know. Oh, yes, sir. They were not bashful in Philadelphia by any means. Oh, no. And that was part of the appeal for ECW as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons ECW was ECW. Oh, yeah. The fans, it was the Rocky Horror of Wrestling, man. The fans were just a part of the show as the uh, talent was. Absolutely. And that's the way they wanted it. That's the way they kept it until their demise. The glory days. Glory days indeed. So before we... Fire it up here for match three. Of course, always want to give a quick shout out to our lovely sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee and the Dorkening Podcast. Kudos, kudos to you. Thank you guys for all you do. Get your Deadly Grounds Coffee at deadlygroundscoffee.com. I believe that's the website. If it's not, I apologize. They keep us running. They'll keep you up and running and sending and all that good shit. I've often dreamed of uh, satanic coffee at many different points in my life, so I'm glad it's it's finally a thing. Absolutely. And you can go check out Leo over on the Dorkening Network as my co-host over there just mentioned. He's got a shit ton of shows on his network, including another one of mine, Center Sundays, Talking with the Dead with Ben and Jeff, and a whole slew of shit. Go check him out. He's one of the reasons why we're here. Hell yeah. We Thank appreciate you, brother. He keeps our beautiful faces in front of your faces and our wonderful voices in your ears. Keep filling our mugs with the drug. We love to chug. Oh, yeah. Seltzer water. Oh, you would. Take it easy there, pal. We just started, okay? Listen, don't you fucking tell me what to do. Don't get all carbonated on me now. Listen, 
we got some shit to get through. We got some bloopers to look at. We got some laughs to be had. Probably some tears because we're laughing so hard. They may may very well be shed this evening. I'm I'm hoping so. Yes. So what are we kicking off with tonight for the reports that we're going to skip on through? Well, Diggs, my man, uh, as anyone who has checked out our first couple of shows may know, we like to do a Raw report every week since we started right after WrestleMania. Uh, I also like to do a little AEW rundown, but I've noticed something recently as I really hadn't been watching a lot of WWE in past months until we started the show. Um, that it, the general consensus on the internet and what forth seems to be that SmackDown is actually more quality show than Raw. That's what I've heard, and that's what I've seen. Even in the the teasers for the for the SmackDown events on Fridays, look to be that much more entertaining, if you will, than the Raws. Which is exactly. Is it, if, if you've watched in years past, it was completely flip-flopped 180, where the Raw was the, the main card and SmackDown was the afterthought. And it uh, seems the tides have turned. Yes, and this is not the first time. Let us not forget uh, a few years back there when Paul Heyman was in charge of SmackDown behind the scenes and creative and everything. And SmackDown's ratings started beating Raw's, and Vince just couldn't have that. So... Even though, you know, hey, you got a great product. You're making a lot of money because of Heyman. Our flagship shoe must be number one. So he took Heyman off and, you know, SmackDown sucked for a while. But they are all the rage these days, buddy. And I got to admit, I checked out the show this past Friday and I really dug it. So I figured if we're going to do a Raw report, a Dynamite recap, we might as well do a little SmackDown rundown as well. So, okay, Daddy. You know, I figured, why not? We're going to add it to the mix, especially if it's a more quality product. Plus, I love the fact it's only two hours instead of that three-hour Raw horse shit. Right. So that's fine by me. Um, So, yeah, we're going to get started here tonight with our very first... SmackDown Rundown, as the show this past Friday kicked off with Cesaro in the ring. So he wanted to address how the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns snubbed him last week. But he didn't even get the chance to utter a single syllable as the architect Seth Rollins' music hit, The Thunderdome. I love that they call him Thunderdome. You know, it's uh, very Mad Max of them. So maybe they'll get Tina Turner to sing there one day. Who knows? (laughs) So, uh, Rollins came out, and after running his mouth on Cesaro, which is no big surprise, he was soon joined by Jey Uso. The devilish duo were looking to put the boots to the Swiss Superman. However, Daniel Bryan then joined the fray and proceeded to call out Rollins, Uso, and the big dog himself, Roman Reigns. This, of course, caused Reigns to enter the conversation, which then led to a tag team match between Rollins and Uso versus... I don't know if they were already previously a team. I read this online when I was doing my homework. They're called Team Uppercut. I don't know if that's really a thing, but nonetheless, it was Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. And this was no big surprise here. This was a great contest. A lot of high energy, good pace throughout the match. Uh, The finish had Rollins walk out on Uso, who was, and I was kind of funny. Rollins just decided out of nowhere to start walking up the ramp. He's like, I don't need this. And so just ditched Jey Uso to be left uh, 
left on his own. And uh, so real quick, you know, Uso gets defeated. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan pick up the win. Bryan then uh, got back on the mic and once again called out Roman while Cesaro laid Jey Uso out with the big swing, all of which is hopefully fueling the fire for an upcoming universal title match between Reigns and Cesaro in the near future. And that's something I really, really, really want to see. Absolutely. Always been a big fan of Cesaro. Um, I mentioned this on the show before. One of the, if not maybe the most underrated guy on the WWE's roster, and he has been for a long time. So I really want to see him get a push, push. And who else is more deserving of holding the title as far as someone who never has? So we will see where it goes. Next on the list, we saw Nia Jax take on Tamina. This was over quickly as Tamina grabbed the win with the dreaded schoolboy. Ooh, old school style. Old school, schoolboy. Uh, it was just a buildup for another match between Shauna Blazer and Nia Jax versus uh, Natalia and Tamina, and it was pretty much over before it started, so meh. Meh. Uh, SmackDown rolled on, though. Kevin Owens was interviewed backstage after it was announced earlier in the evening that Apollo Crews would have to defend his Intercontinental Championship against KO that very night. During the segment, Owens was interrupted by former IC champ Biggie Langston, who called Owens a line jumper. Nobody likes them. <laughs> so Owens gave Biggie his opinion. You can pretty much figure out on your own what that was. And then he walked off, and thus the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship match was underway. And uh, excellent performance from Owens and Cruz. Uh, KO controlled the match, but then... Things got even more interesting for Owens as his greatest rival, the individual who also was the best man at his wedding. That's a true fact. Yes, the Canadian Castro himself, Sami Zayn, joined the announced team at Rigside. Uh, Zayn, he's hilarious. On commentary, when he's cutting promos, whatever. I love Sami Zayn. He's awesome. So I was very happy to see this. Uh, match went on as we saw... Apollo kicked out of the pop-up powerbomb at one point, and then Owens followed up with a frog splash off a ring apron to the floor as Cruz was laid out in front of the announce table. Pretty sick spot there. Always love when Kevin Owens does the frog splash <laughs> on the floor. Uh, let's see here what it ought to leave off. Yes, unfortunately, Apollo's big gluten minion with the rope hair, Aziz, is his name. Aziz. Yeah. Uh, he jumped on the apron and distracted Owens, which allowed Cruz to roll up. Roll him up for the win. Owens then hit the stunner on Apollo, but was quickly taken out by the Nigerian male, a.k.a. Omaga's old thumb-to-the-throat move. <laughs> so that's a thing again. Uh, so that was courtesy of the rope hair goon. Sammy then came into the ring and mockingly danced around a prone Kevin Owens just to basically be a hilarious dickhead. Owens was... Knocked out and incapacitated, if you will. And Sammy just do, 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 danced around him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like it. I think what I'm hoping anyways, what they're doing, because that right after this segment, Apollo was interviewed backstage after the match. And uh, Cruz was then jumped by Big E while he was running his mouth. So I'm thinking a fatal four-way for the IC belt at, still don't know why they call it this, WrestleMania backlash. I would really like to see that. I don't know what that's all about. 
WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I fucking call it backlash. Yeah, it's what it's always been since it first started back in what 97, 98? Something like that. Yeah, 96 maybe. Uh yeah, when Foley fought um Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or mind games that was. Sorry, I don't know. Either way. Um I want to see this though. I'm hoping my prediction comes true. KO versus Sami Zayn versus Apollo Crews versus Big E. I think that's got gold written all over it. So let's hope they don't fuck it up. Friday night also featured a vignette from Alistair Black, who we haven't heard from in quite some time. I actually knew about this. Uh, I, I was starting to think WWE might have let him go because he hadn't been around in a while. I, assuming he got hurt or maybe it was because of COVID. We didn't see him. Who knows? Whatever. So he cut a promo, evidently meaning he's still alive. Also saw what looks like the makings of a Bailey and Bianca Belair feud. So we'll keep our eyes on that. And as the evening progressed, we were treated to the Alpha Academy, which is comprised of Chad Gable and Otis facing off against the father-son alliance of Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, it was a pretty quick contest. The Mysterios picked up the win and... I really couldn't care less about this heading into the match, but uh, I'll admit it was better than I expected. This is in all likelihood a buildup for an eventual match up between the Mysterios and the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. So it makes sense. And also, I will say that Ray's kid, Dominic, he can work. Hats off to him, man. That kid, he can bump. He can move. He's got it all. So, I'm excited to uh, see some uh, SmackDown. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Sorry, I'm, I totally fucked my notes all up here. You'll have to give me a moment. But, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was real good. And, um, son of a bitch. We're having some difficulties tonight. Yeah, we're not off to a hot start tonight, folks. <laughs> we're late, and now... Somehow I have gotten this all screwed up. So this SmackDown report might be a little shorter than I had anticipated. Well, I don't I'll tell you what, your, your, your SmackDown report is more in-depth than my Raw report. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just Talk about botches. This is what we do. These are our bloopers. We're making it up. We're making botches as we go, folks. So, yes, we were talking about um, the whole uh, backlash thing. And that, and Alistair Black. Yeah, okay, sorry. I will get this right. Uh, no, Dominic. Yeah, no, sorry. We went through all that. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I don't even remember what the hell the main event was. So I totally dropped the ball on this one. Huh? Roman? Roman was there. <laughs> I'm glad Roman was there. Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. No. I'm really fucking stupid. Okay, sorry, folks. Here we go. SmackDown concluded for the evening with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan coming to the ring to once again call out the head of the table, WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Reigns answered by saying that he won't ever give Cesaro a shot at the belt because he will never be on the champ's level. So instead of accepting Cesaro's challenge, Reigns decided to challenge Daniel Bryan to a championship match next Friday on SmackDown with a stipulation that if Bryan loses, he must leave SmackDown forever. 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 <laughs> oh, man, I love this <laughs> 
And that, my boils and ghouls, is the skinny on SmackDown. Sorry for the uh, fumble there. We're still That's working right. here, folks. That's how we do it. <laughs> Shit happens. You can tell we really are live. There's no doubt about that. Huh? Well, we can't be like Psycho Sid and say, I got to do that over. And Hey, we're live, pal. <laughs> hey, we're live. <laughs> that was one of the great botches by the one and only Psycho Sid. Oh, we're going to spend some time on Sid. Yeah, he just one of the greatest, if not the greatest botcher of all time. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, well, for us, it's great. So. But for his opponents, it's horrible. <laughs> so we're going to dive in uh, right now with a little bit of the Raw Report. Raw Report. Boom, boom, boom. I got to make a SmackDown one. Anyway. Hey, it Sam. looks like a Ultimate Warrior right now. Spear of the Warrior. What you talking about, brother? <laughs> I like this background. <laughs> There's Andre just in the middle like, you fools are dumb. I like how uh, I can only see Rick, a part of Ric Flair's glistening chest right above your head. And then who's the thumb? Oh, it's Macho Man's thumbs. Oh, oh right, wow. right, right, right by Brett's ears. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Uh-huh. I mean, I can be Undertaker. Look at this. Hi. Oh. This is uh, <laughs> pretty high-tech special effects we got here. On I fucking know it. All right. Podcast. So my Raw report is not in-depth as my illustrious partner over there because he is a true journalist and I am just a true asshole. Well, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we saw Monday Night Raw kick off with T-Bar and Mace versus what was supposed to be Braun and Drew McIntyre. But Braun and, uh, Braun and Drew had a little altercation backstage of uh, Drew was upset that Braun came out last week to save him. Oh. So Braun was like, I'm doing this myself. So it became a handicap match. Because I'm a man. Because <laughs> I'm Braun, you're going to get these hands. <laughs> uh, then throughout the match, you know, then Drew comes out. They get into their little altercation again. Comes a full tag team match as opposed to the two-on-one handicap. So, woo! And now. Braun and Drew versus uh, T-Bar and Mace. And T-Bar and Mace win by a countout. Who the fuck wins by a countout now? T-Bar and Mace, that's who. Because as you call it, they are the curtain jerkers. Oh, boy, they're doing some hardcore curtain jerking. And they might as well get used to it as far as I'm concerned. Unless... By chance, you know, these are one one of these guys happens to be, you know, like a Isaac Yankum turns out to be Kane deal, but that's a rarity. So good luck for that's good. Razor or whatever your names are. <laughs> then we saw the greatest TV show ever. The Miz TV came out. Mm, not really the greatest. Uh, it was way better. Miz Elias and Jackson. They had a six-man tag. They fought Damian Priest and the New Day. Uh, uh, and it started off with a tomato fight. What? Yeah. So Damian Priest and New Day came out and interrupted the New Day, the Miz TV. They're having a big concert in the middle of the ring because Elias likes to stroke his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and they started throwing tomatoes, New Day and Damian Priest. At fucking the Miz and all them, like, why are you throwing tomatoes? What is the point of this? Ugh. Why not? What? Says Vince. 
I know, but really the only food fight should be at Survivor Series when you're at the, the table with everybody. Yeah, what the oh my God. Who knows, man? In all honesty, I fell asleep through this match, so I don't have a winner. I didn't do my my research on the fight, on, on, on the match. The winner um, was the tomatoes. We'll, we'll put it at that. Yeah, I mean, the tomatoes is what really did it for me. I got so pumped up, like, it just, my blood pressure went, ooh, and I passed out. It was that intense. It, it was that fucking intense. Go watch the Raw Rewind. Uh, you love tomatoes that much. I love ketchup, so. Tomato. <laughs> uh, after that, we saw Charlotte Flair come out and uh, apologize for her actions last week. Mm, this part I did see. Okay. And then she demanded that the referee who was in the ring apologize for his actions because he didn't see the disqualification in the other ref and the other component. Um, so it happened. They both apologized. She Charlotte said she wanted a match with Mandy Rose that night, but uh, I don't know the ref's name because they're not as cool as they. Kyoto and Hebner were back in the day. Yeah, no, so, Mike Kyoto was the best senior referee. Mike Kyoto, that is senior. Yes, and fuck, so fuck that ref. But they came out. They shook hands, made up, kissed, whatever. Went backstage, circle jerked. I don't know, but that led to a match down the road later on that night. We'll get to that shortly. I was kind of thinking, is is Charlotte going to start a uh, you know maybe a feud with the ref or a relationship <laughs> ish. Spicy. Like, like, I need this ref in my match because he's going to help me win. Could be an angle. It could be. These days, saw, who knows? I know. Then we I'm saw sure Seamus. Your boy Seamus came out. The U.S. the U.S. champ on his I Challenge Anyone. And uh, last week on Raw, we saw Humberto come out and get his ass whooped by Seamus. And it was vice versa. Yeah. So Humberto came out again to not challenge Sheamus, but he came out to just he wanted he wanted to challenge Sheamus, but ended up beating his ass. Sheamus got pissed, started throwing the announced the announcer shares all around and had a temper tantrum. That's how that left. So no no real match happened. Yeah, the the rage clouded Sheamus's mind, and you know how that goes. We've all seen Star Wars, so never a good thing. I have not seen Star Wars. What? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars guy. That's a show for a whole different night. Not seen Star Wars. Not seen The Mandalorian. Don't give two fucks. Well, I've never seen Titanic. I already know the ending, so waste of time. I saw it and laughed. You've seen Titanic, but you haven't seen Star Wars. Wow! Shut up. Oh, uh, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> then after we saw Seamus get his ass whooped by Humberto. I thought Alberto Del Rio when I first heard the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, he's back. The woman beater is back. I was like, oh, is he going to go smack another guy in catering in the face again? <laughs> <laughs> then we saw Bobby Lashley come out, run his mouth about a few things. Nothing important. He didn't say shit. He's just running his mouth. I think they actually should just do a Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman thing with him and just have MVP speak for him because he's never been good on the mic. Never. It's, once. It's like his voice doesn't really match his body. I don't know. <laughs> just MVP is great on the mic, so just let MVP do all the talking. That's my two cents. Then we saw a random tag team, Orton and Riddle. I didn't see that one coming after last week's beaten by Riddle. 
RK bro, dude. Right? Uh, they, they faced off against Sheldon, Benjamin, and Cedric. Mm. Um, Orton, and Riddle, Orton and Riddle did take the victory, but I got to say, I wonder if they're going to make a push with this for the, for the Raw tag team titles. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. It very well could be, but it is the Viper, Randy Orton, we're talking about here. So I still have a sneaking suspicion that this is all a ploy by Orton, and he's just doing an old luring, luring uh, brosive in just so he can set him up when he's least suspecting the RKO from out yeah. of nowhere. I mean, there, there was some animosity there when uh, Riddle wanted to get in the ring and mm. Orton wouldn't let him, but then Lorton slapped him on the chest, kind of like a fake Ric Flair slap. Well, then... yeah, I mean, Riddle should keep in mind that look what Orton did to his best friend and former tag team championship partner, Edge. So what, is he, what do you think he's going to do to you? Right. Watch your back, Riddle. Ooh. Then we saw a six... Tag women's match. No good. No I, good. I, I was researching SmackDown and AEW yeah. stuff last night. So consider yourself lucky because as much as I know you like Asuka. I love Asuka. Yep. It was Asuka, Naomi, and Lana mm. versus Shayna, Nia Jax, and Rhea Ripley. Mm. And they're doing this whole thing with Nia Jax of her like Slipping and falling. And yes, okay. I, I saw this. Yeah, like they're making a push with her to be like some sort of klutzy dumbass because the Pepto Bismo twins came out again. Yeah, um, the Pepto, and then Nia Jackson to go after them and slipped on some water or something on the ringside. Yeah, it was so bad. Like this whole thing needs to stop. Like get back to wrestling. Stop with this little girl fucking feud and get back to wrestling because it's stupid. It's no ratings. That's yeah. You're absolutely right. It pisses me off as well because you you're talking about some superstars. You're welcome, Vince. Wrestlers to the rest of us that are really friggin' talented. Uh, speaking of Oscar and Shauna Blazer is awesome in the ring. She is a former you know MMA competitor as well. Uh, and Nia Jax, she proved to me a few years back. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of the pay-per-view, uh, but well she took on uh, Ronda Rousey back when Rousey was still the champ and everything, and they put on a fucking awesome match. So I I don't like the stupid, now we're going to no. three stooges kind of shit when you have three women right there that should be showcased as some of the top talents in the company, as far as I'm concerned, because they know how to put on a good show. If you just well, let them really four of them. I mean, like you said, Nia Jax, I actually, I actually like Rhea, uh, Rhea, Rhea. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea's not bad either. Yeah. Yeah. I do like her. I do. You know, Nia Jax has the potential. If Vince would just fucking let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Asuka. Like that's, there's four people. There's four women right in that six-person tag. Yeah, I don't know. A match, and then you have Flair, Charlotte Flair, who's on another level, who can also carry a match. Yeah, no doubt. Like this woman, this woman's division is no joke. I don't know why Vince is trying to make a fucking joke out of it. 
Yeah, and it sucks because they finally got to a point after all these years that they finally realized that, yeah, women can do it too. Women can main event. They're awesome. Yeah, we saw it at WrestleMania. We saw it at WrestleMania. Thanks. At WrestleMania. Yeah, right? She fucking held that card down like no other. Like that, that card at WrestleMania, that main event. Oh, yeah. Even me and you, we just, uh, it was entertaining. It kept our attention. So, why, yeah. so why Vince is playing this shit on Raw baffles my fucking mind. I don't get it either. When it's a proven fact, I mean, you look at a couple years ago when the main event at WrestleMania, the first ever all-women's main event, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, they tore the house down. They owned that place. And that was the match No, everybody was waiting for. Everybody wanted that, and they didn't fucking disappoint. So they have the potential, but it's all a matter of the booker not being a freaking jackass. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not going to get any better as he gets older. I hate to inform you. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so then we're on to Flair, Charlotte Flair versus Mandy Rose. It was a good match. Flair came out with some aggression, took it out, beat her ass, got the W. That was about it. W. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. For life. Ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> then we saw the main event of Raw. Drew McIntyre versus Braun. Get these hands, Strowman. <sighs> I like Braun. I like Drew. I thought, though, I think this three-way, if you will, because Bobby Lashley does come out, I think this three-way could build to something to keep, to have that main event at another pay-per-view or to keep this feud going. Mm -hmm. Um Overall, it was all right. Uh, Braun got the W with his power slam, but MVP did interfere a little bit, and the Sabres versions of Demolition, I don't remember their name, also <laughs> had to interfere again. Uh, you know, Braun's a big goofy oaf. Drew's a big goofy oaf. So is Lashley. But I'd like to see him – I'd like to see Lashley keep the belt. I'm tired of this belt changing over and over from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. Like, let the guy fucking have the belt for a while. That's all I got to say on that. Because I, I I, would love to see Braun get it. Not LeBron. Braun Strowman, because fuck LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Strowman get it, but I want to see the WWE go back to where champions were champions for a long time. Roman has it now on SmackDown. He's had it for a while. Kudos there. SmackDown is clearly the victor in this match. SmackDown versus Raw. I have to have to give my hats off to SmackDown. Yeah, because Reigns has had it for uh, a while now. There, the Universal title, which still irks me. Universal title shouldn't. I don't. Know. There should be only one belt. But everyone gets a trophy. Mm -hmm. Participation day at BWB Elementary. That was the only flag I ever got. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so I think if they do this right, it certainly could, you know, definitely draw. There's no doubt that all these guys are over. Um, Bobby Lashley 
definitely plays the role as a good heel. Once again, like I said, I think MVP should do the talking for him, but we'll see how that goes. But adding Braun to the mix certainly makes it interesting. Why not? So I say okay, buddy. That does it for Raw Report for this evening. Well, how about them apples? We got a little AEW Dynamite report, and then we're getting to loopers, make y'all laugh, make you piss your pants. If you are listening to this on our streaming networks, Pandora, Spotify, Google Music, all that good shit, make sure you come over and check out our YouTube at hellentertainment.com. That's oh, our website. Sorry. Go to the YouTube.com slash hellentertainment666 because you're going to want to watch these videos later. See, you have multiple platforms to see us fuck things up. <laughs> so. It's nice to have options, isn't it, folks? So as my boy Diggs did just mention, we're going to roll right in with the A.E. Dub reports. A.E. Dub? A.E. Dub. W.A. I said it, it right. Is pretty cool to see wrestling back on TNT again. That alone for people our age, I feel nostalgic, and I love the Monday Night Wars days, so... TNT back on the scene. I just wish uh, we could see a feud now between Ted Turner, who I'm pretty sure is so old, he's just a hologram now, versus Vince. That's the war I want to see. <laughs> they could go at it with walkers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you took my tennis ball. <laughs> I'm just a, an illusion. <laughs> Excuse me. So last Wednesday's show... AEW Dynamite began with a match between Ricky Starks, who was a member of Team Taz, taking on the number one ranked overall contender for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Mr. Cowboy Shit himself. That's right, folks. Hangman Adam Page. Starks was accompanied to the ring by fellow Team Taz member Hook. That's right. His name is Hook. I'm guessing because of Taz being from the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York, because this kid is, in fact, Taz's son. So, yeah. uh, But Taz also took the opportunity to join Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, as Jericho calls him, Tony Schiavone, for the rest of you, and good old JR at the announce table. This was a solid match, solid bout, and credit to Ricky Starks, who... I don't know. I, either he played it off very well. I actually bought it. I'm not going to lie. It looked like he really did legit hurt his ankle, but later on, I think I figured out it was uh, just a work, but hey, you fooled me. So good for you there, Ricky. But Ricky did lose a couple points in my book thanks to that horrible looking silver tasseled vest he wore to the ring. For anyone who watched Dynamite last week, you know what I'm talking about. Deplorable. So. Page uh, hit Starks with his signature lariat, which I know you are not up to speed so much on the AE dub. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, Hangman Adam Page is awesome. I remember him from back when he was in Ring of Honor. And, dude, his lariat is it's up there with JBL's old clothesline from heck. It's take your fucking head off kind of caliber shit. So... Very Pretty nice, cool. nice. Yeah, he's awesome. He is always when when Paige is on, you you want to watch the match. It makes sense why he is their current number one contender. 
Um, Page then stepped his game up and secured the win by submission as he flipped Starks kind of backwards and onto his stomach while choking him out then yanking back on his injured ankle. It came from out of nowhere, and it was really cool looking. But uh, Hangman did, didn't get a chance to celebrate the win, though, because Taz jumped on the mic and distracted Paige so that his son, Hook, could chop block him from behind. Hook and Starks then began a beatdown on Hangman as another member of Team Taz, Brian Cage. I don't know if you've seen this guy. He has these, you know, not... I'm um, to talk. He has these like weird looking sideburns and dude, the guy's neck muscles have muscles. It's just muscles where you shouldn't have muscles. Right. I call him shoulders McGee myself. So uh, that one's for you, Ivy, in case you're watching. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they just started a beat down on Hangman. Brian Cage came out and was going to join in, but then the Dark Order came to Hangman's rescue and ridded the ring of Team Taz. It was made official later on that evening, though, that coming up this Wednesday, Hangman Adam Page will be going up against Shoulder McGee, a.k.a. Brian Cage. So should be a good one, one to look forward to. Brian Cage is also the FTW champion. They brought the old FTW championship back from... ECW. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. It was only ever held by Taz and Sabu. Sabu. So next on the list, we see Trent, who now he's announced as Trent. They put a question mark at the end of his name. I don't know what that's all about. He was joined by fellow Best Friends member, the always freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Head-to-head <laughs> -head with... Penta El Zero Miedo. I love this guy. He was, oh, he's awesome, dude. He uh, he was accompanied to the ring by his translator, Alex Abrahantes, if I'm pronouncing that right. Penta, who represents the Death Triangle, along with Ray Phoenix and Pac, is always a lot of fun to watch in the ring. And just to make me like him even more, dude, he came out rocking. He always wears awesome masks. He, has, he had one a few months back where he looked like Venom from Spider-Man. He came out last week and he had an actual like Batman luchador mask on and had the bat ears. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. His stock just went up big time as far as I'm concerned. I've always been a fan of him going back to uh, the Lucha Underground days there. But uh, it was a quality match from these guys. Highlights included Trent dropping pencil on the ring apron with a pile driver, which was really Nutty, dude. That was cool. And Penta took a hard hit and spear out on the floor. Trent then looked as if he was in position for the win, and that's when Alex Abrahantes talked shit about Trent's mom, forcing an distraction. This caused Orange Cassidy to go after the interpreter, but Orange got blindsided with a super kick from Penta, and as the ref was distracted, Abrahantes hits Trent on the noggin with a microphone, which then allowed Penta to finish off Trent with a package pile driver for the pinball victory. So pretty darn cool matchup there. We follow that exchange up with uh, Jim Raw walking into view as he interviewed the newly formed stable, The Pinnacle, which was spearheaded by MJF Maxwell Jake the Freeman himself, who was always phenomenal on the mic, always cuts great promos. He's awesome worker and the kid's only at like 25 so if he plays his cards right he's got a real bright future ahead of him 
this was obvious, obviously just to help hype up the main event of the upcoming Blood and Gut shows, which takes place live on May 5th. Right there. Blood and Guts on your screen. I've been waiting for this one, brother. This one's going to be a good one. I want to touch on it real quick after you're done. Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, this was just to help promote the main event. And um, that is when the Pinnacle will face off against Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. And not to be outdone, Jericho led the Inner Circle to the ring later on that night as he explained that Blood and Guts will be a quote-unquote lesson in violence that MJF will never forget. This coming Wednesday on Dynamite, there will be a parlay, great word, between the two factions so that the battle plans slash match stipulations can be determined. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe you had a follow-up point there, Mr. Diggs? For, I'm sorry, I was not paying attention. I fell asleep. I thought you said you wanted to say something about Blood and Guts. Did oh, you know? Blood and Guts. <clears throat> uh, yes, I know it takes place on May 5th, which is also Cinco de Mayo. Mm. Uh, it looks like it's only going to be one match, and forgive me because I am an AEW version. Oh. Uh, has Blood and Guts always been a one-match pay-per-view? This is uh, the thing. I meant to – I didn't get a chance to look this up. Blood and Guts was supposed to happen last year, but – Thanks to good old Rona, it didn't. So I don't know if they if they have actually had one. They may have had one. And for anyone watching who knows the answer to this and is extremely frustrated with my lack of knowledge, I apologize. But it's been this one at least has been delayed for quite some time, all thanks to the vid. So I'm very I'm very excited to to see this. It looks like it's going to be. An upscale version of like war games. Yeah, yeah. With two rings side by side, enclosed. I guess you would call it a hell in a cell, if you will. But one match, from what I've been reading online, and that's the pay per view. One match. There might be some matches they said pre taped, but the actual blood and guts show is one long match. Yeah, and I, another reason I love AEW is because this is going to take place on Wednesday during regular Dynamite time on TNT. So they've done this before. They And it makes sense being a younger company. They basically give you sometimes free pay-per-views on Wednesdays, uh, and this is going to be one of them. So I'm not sure. I haven't had a chance to see the card or anything yet. I don't know if this is just going to be, like you said, that's the match, which is fine with me because if they want to do that that long, uh, I got no gripes with that. I know that NXT brought back War Games. You had mentioned that War Games yeah. a while ago. NXT brought back War Games, uh, and it's been really good for what I've seen them do. So I don't expect AEW to do a you know straight up War Games scenario, but. I'm anticipating good things from this. They built this story up for a long time with MJF uh, making his way into the inner circle and breaking up the group and trying to tear him down from the inside just to, of course, spur him over in the end and come out with his own stable, the Pinnacle. So right. no matter how they play this out, it's, it's one you don't want to miss. That's for sure. Well, before we get into the theme topic of the night, we are 45 minutes in, and we just finished up our reports. Right. And I didn't even finish the <laughs> <my> one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, that's what you get when you're 10 minutes late and then you lose your notes, right? You know, shit happens. Uh, if you do want us to talk about something on a show, please email us at offtheropestuesdays at gmail.com. We will gladly take your suggestions, throw them in the trash, and or talk about them. One will never know. We may praise them or we may wipe our buttocks with them. We will mm. see. Yeah, so I'll just make this real quick. We'll wrap up uh, Dynamite because we got to get to the botches. We've been selling the botches. We got to get to the botches. So sell it. they had the AEW Women's Championship match. Champion Hikaru Shida put the belt up against uh, Ty Conti, who was the number one contender. This was an awesome match. Very hard-hitting, quick pace. Great back-and-forth stuff. Shida went on to retain the title, and then... Dr. Britt Baker came out and pointed up as the Titan Tron that showed she is now the number one contender for Sheeta's AEW Women's Championship. So that's one I'm really looking forward to. Love Dr. Britt Baker. Love Sheeta. So that one should be mighty fine. One of the best night parts of the night, John Moxley was in a pickup truck and battle rammed uh, the, uh, the Elite's trailer with them inside. So that was fun. Uh, they made them all run away. Uh, the main event, we'll just get to the main event, was the TNT Championship match featuring champion Darby Allen going up against Jack Jungle Boy Perry himself, who I don't know if you've seen this kid, but it's almost eerie how much he looks like his dad, the late Luke Perry. Pretty Ooh. wild. Yeah, he really does. You look at his face, and it's like, no mistake in that Luke Perry was your dad. <laughs> um, but I love both these guys. They're awesome. Great young talents on both ends. They had an awesome match, and Darby walked away with the championship. They ended it with uh, Scorpio Sky coming out. I think they're going to set up a thing where he's going to make a run at Darby's TNT title. Uh, but overall, yeah, Dynamite was a solid show. SmackDown was a solid show. I was pretty happy this week. And before we do the botches, one last thing I've really got to admit, uh, uh, get to, whatever I'm trying to say. History was made this past Sunday night as Kenny Omega yes. at the Impact pay-per-view or uh, Revolution or Retribution, whatever it was called. Uh, but yes, it was a... Very historic night because it was a title versus title match. Rich Swan, the Impact Heavyweight Champion, put his belt on the line up against Kenny Omega's AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And Kenny walked away with all the gold because he's also Ooh. Lucha Libre Triple A Mega Champion, a belt that he's held for at least a year or so now. I think it's just great. This is why I wanted to uh, touch on this point real quick. I love the cross-promotional stuff like WWF and ECW used to do back in the day. AEW's had a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact this past year, and I think it's awesome. And I can't wait to see how this is all going to play out. Have you ever heard of a guy being the heavyweight champion of three different federations all at once? No, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, right? So... Kenny Omega, arguably the greatest wrestler in the world. Makes sense that this is happening to him. So I'm very intrigued to see what we have there in the future. But you know what? I think it's time. It's time. It's time. It's, it's time. Vader time. 
Oh, sorry. I went Vader time. Well, it's always Vader time. You can't fucking script that. We need to get on the same fucking page. Yeah, we really bought. It's funny that the botching is the topic of this show because we fucked this one up royally. (laughs) Yeah, look at Triple H behind us. He's pissed. That's it. We're breaking out the big guns. The save on heavyweight championship. Won this bad boy up in Plymouth. Here's to the good folks up at Savon. I got the runner-up. I get the the minis. I'm the champion of whatever. Doesn't actually stay. (laughs) I'm a champion. I'm a winner, folks. So we're getting into the botches. Your favorite wrestler's fucking up. Your not-so-favorite wrestler's fucking up. Mm -hmm. Some botches aren't so funny. Some botches act lead to death. But we're going to play the funny ones tonight. Yes, I think uh, on hilarity. Do we, do we want to kick it off with uh, the total package? Oh yeah, let's get right into the nitty gritty. This is one of my all time absolute top three at least favorite botches in the history of professional wrestling. As Lex Luger takes on an NWA Cyberspace T-shirt. <laughs> Just that picture. Right? <laughs> or CSW. <laughs> Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger, I saw what just happened out there with Ron Killens. I just want to ask you, I mean, what are your plans for the next show, Super Brawl Saturday? I mean, are you, are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despic- despicable <sighs> lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God! <laughs> <laughs> and your teeth are too tight, too, Billy! And you pick a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! <laughs> <laughs> Your t-shirts are too tight, Billy. <laughs> if that isn't like one of the greatest examples of roid rage right there, I don't know what is. He was so out of it. You could tell by the cotton mouth when he came out. <laughs> right? And, and you can't help but feel bad for the poor dude interviewing him there. He just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> He's just doing his job and... Well, we saw what happened. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know the name of the card he's on. He can't even get out of the T-shirt. Just <laughs> wasn't well, Super Bowl fucking WCW anyway. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that's what he was thinking of, and he couldn't remember. So the yeah. whole package. <laughs> Can you even afford to pay me? <laughs> Why the fuck are you there? I don't know. <laughs> I do feel bad for Luger. He went through a lot of shit after his wrestling days. Yeah, dude. I mean, you see him now. He looks like the Crypt Keeper or something, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was what he he was the total package back in the day. He was the guy to be fucking threatened with. Like, that's the guy who didn't want to cross in the ring. And looking at a promo like that, like Jesus Christ. Hey, slammed Yoko on the USSS Vince or whatever that ship was, but. (laughs) Probably Vince's boat now. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't know what happened to him. If it was just the drug abuse over the years, but if you see him now, he's so just 
withered and skinny and mm, sorry lex express but i think that ship has sailed yeah and the only guy i've ever seen that got in fight with a t-shirt so you gotta hand it that you gotta hand that to him oh there's so many we could have done another six hours on this alone botches oh i know I'm uh I'm pulling up a picture right now of of the total package. Oh, what he looks like now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. Last I saw, it's like he shrunk, shrinky dink. <laughs> Put him in the oven. He got way smaller. While I pull that, what else you got for your botches you want to talk about real quick before we play some more videos? Um. One in particular I have to bring up. I know it's a bit controversial, but it's another one of my favorites. The time that Booker T and Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat were being interviewed by Mean Gene, and as Booker T called out the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh. Ooh! Did he muff that bad boy up big time? If you're not familiar with the story, I don't know how. If you're actually a wrestling fan and you're actually watching this, I don't know how you've never heard about this story. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, Booker's cutting a promo, and he accidentally ends it with, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. And he says a word I'm not going to repeat that starts with the letter N. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, the look on his face, it's like the word just came out of his mouth as he's looking right in the camera, and he, he just wanted to bite it and swallow it back in because he's like, oh, no, I just destroyed my whole career. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, what? <laughs> but well, let's not, let's not forget. Later, we saw how the role, role reversal happened there with Ulster. So. Well, don't forget, Vince also dropped that word, too, talking to Cena. Oh, that one. And that wasn't even a botch. That was planned, and that was just, ugh, Vince. Like, why, Vince? Oh. <laughs> Poor Cena, too, dude. Just stand there like, like What do I do? Awkward. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so once again, I won't repeat that word, but poor Booker T, man. That in that instant, you just see him crumble on the inside as soon as he says it. Yeah. Gene, being the professional that he is, he just, oh, okay, yeah, we cut off to this. And, oh, and if we're going to say botches, big shout out, Mean Gene, one of my all-time all -time favorites. Mm -hmm. The interview and has the WWF sign behind him and it falls down. That's in the, one of the videos we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, kids, the fucking potatoes. <laughs> Kids, if you're watching this and uh, you're going to be a wrestler, this is what drugs does to you. Oh, there it is. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That is the oh, total no, package of Lex Luger. Mm. Now. Yeah, ma'am. I think he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you are correct. He just, like you said. Don't do drugs. Don't be shoving that syringe in your butt cheeks because it's only going to lead to shrinky dink testicles and this <laughs> kind of shit. So. Yeah, but at least you don't look like Luger. Well, I'm bald because 
I choose to be, not because of steroid mm -hmm. use. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a choice. Uh, <laughs> shall we play a few clips of some botches? I know you haven't seen the clips I have picked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do. Oh, this is going to be a surprise. So we're going to. Here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. When you come to Cobb County, you have a terrible hard time. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> a king of the American dream. The African dream to white for some reason, African dream. Gentlemen, as you know, there it is. the ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Is that $200 an hour? It's editing. No. Oh, oh, I don't know oh, very well. Oh, he's down. He's down. Yo, go, Jerusalem. But watch the kick out. Right? Like, watch Macho Man. He, like. <laughs> oh, my God. As soon as he hit the floor, he's like, no. And then we got the CEO goes back Oh, yeah. Harlem Heat. Our partner is going to shock the world because Sid with his he mullet. is none other than We persist after he falls. Master! 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 I told you. <laughs> oh, God. You hear that? That's yeah. it. I told you. Oh, God. Hey, we'll be back Remember this one? They're not wasting oh, time. They're <laughs> killing it. <laughs> I Whenever they drop them. <laughs> Yeah, a zero round. Oh my god! Wow. The best damn WWF champ that ever was. If you smell Her? what the rock <laughs> what the rock <laughs> is cooking. I mean the man from Venus on the microphone. That's when Rock was on computer. Yeah! No stops tonight! See Nash, you can wear any Halloween costume you want to! You want but to look at that face that's great. You're only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to make me look like a jackass, but it stops tonight. And for you all, the road to WCW, the heavyweight championship of the world. Oh, Psycho Sid. <laughs> He's not losing machismo. Goldberg. Goldberg last tasted gold. This is his debut. WCW in 1998. This is his debut on Raw. Oh, hey, Goldberg. 
He's overdue. Not Ross, sorry. I had an opportunity Summer to talk to a lot of the fans here tonight in oh, Phoenix. I know that's And I think it's the general consensus that you're about to feast your eyes on the next world heavyweight champion. That man right there. Describing oh, no, I kick air. And then I fall. <laughs> as intense. It's like describing the universe as fairly large. Yeah, you got that right. Michaels knew how to sell a fire. Right? Oh, I'm glad you brought this one up. I was thinking of this one earlier today. Misfits! It is finally time for the 2006 quarter million dollar WWE Diva Sacks! Go back to real world. Wherever you came from. And let me tell you something. We're going to have a hair. lot of fun. We've been searching the globe. Look at how young and stupid he looks. Now he's just world. old and stupid. Like so if you're ready to see these head. finalists, let me hear you say hoorah. Hoorah. Let me hear you say hoorah. Hoorah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Now, we all know that the sexiest women in the world are, or the sexiest women on television are in the <laughs> WWE. And tonight... We're going to search for the next WWE Diva. Now, to vote for these beautiful young ladies, you have to vote. Go to... <laughs> to go to, uh, go to uh, WWE. Dial 86946 <laughs> and vote for your favorite Diva sweaty. Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl. This <laughs> <laughs> ECW. He's a hearty. Everywhere we go, the WWE Universe comes alive Matt Hardy and Justin Gabriel. even the best match I set you up on a tee there. That's okay. Give me time. The night is young. Oh, Matt Hardy. Mad attitude. Oh. She has been very active here tonight. She got asked Recent Hall of Famer. He did. Remember sliding underneath the bottom Top rope, both feet have to hit the floor. Oh. Ah, is that senior referee Mike Kyoto, I think? That is senior what? referee Mike yeah. Kyoto. Hello. He's one of the greatest mullets in professional wrestling history back in them um, early 90s. Am I the only one? Did the official pay any attention to what just happened? I didn't. Kyler just eliminated himself. It's a battle royal. And he stepped over the top rope and he comes up on the ground. I think you have to be thrown over the Therefore, he should have lost. Right? Why is this thing so confusing? Edge is like, well, we got to still finish this. Okay, you're a poet. I guess. Okay. 
I mean, that's it's how, like when Flair and Hogan had the first one match there in WCW, where they both were bleeding and the match continued and then it ended in a pinfall. It's like, yeah. Here we go again. Now it counts. Now it counts. Because Edge pulled him out. This is horrid. And then he danced. I like what the general manager does, but this is brutal. What, what, what happened here? Why is that smart, man? Well, that's smart. I have no idea. That's smart, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Steve Unless we're just saying everyone in great college magic. That's what I'm trying to do. By the way, Kali, it's not a match. You don't have to go for the pinfall there. It was a dance contest. Look at that girl. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lillian Garcia. Oh, poor Lillian. Mm. Trip. Trips over the pyro. That wasn't even her fault. You can see that they got the big hanger away. Well, maybe Oh. Yeah. We got to go back to Sid, though, real quick. Sid, in my opinion, the heavyweight champion of Botchers. Which one? You take your pick, man. Sid had so many, so many good ones. As I said, you know, JR and the whole, we're alive, pal. And then to top it all off, one of, if not perhaps the sickest, Injury visually that you ever saw in wrestling. I mean, it's right up there with uh Joe Theismann's leg getting busted by oh, I know what you're talking about on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Scott Steiner in the ring with Sid coming off the top rope because for some reason Vince Russo thought it was a great idea for Sid, who has never been on the top rope before, to stop jumping on off the top rope tonight. And right. oh, we all know how that ended. It's still, I've seen that clip so many times in my life now, and it still makes me cringe. Sid's leg is just, like, not doing what it should be doing. It's... So Sid, bot champion as far as I'm concerned. Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to play that clip. Yes. We have the Sid clip. That's how we're going to put out this fire. <laughs> Dumpster fire, that is. <laughs> oh, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen this before, you're in luck. This is this is uh not for the weak at heart. Ah, <laughs> uh, you had to go and spoil it for him. Well, you know, there we go. The victory opponent come in. Now Sid Vicious up on top. Oh, God, look, so look, at, look, look, look at the left foot. That is so it's difficult to watch. We've seen it already. Oh. Another angle already so many times and it's still just so bad. Once again, isolated. The foot. Obviously, the compound fracture of the tibia. Oh, as we said, not all the botches are funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also there's funny botches, and then of course there's horrible botches, much like that, or you know, Stone Cold getting his neck broken with all in. 
Uh, yeah that's stuff we're we're not making fun of that kind of stuff that's just uh horrible things that have gone wrong as it does all the time the world of professional wrestling i i don't know about you man i have people that actually still to this day ask me is it like you know it's fake but you still don't get it well i had that conversation with with ashley my my co-host on sundays she's like i just don't get it it's it's all fake i'm like the, it's choreographed, yes. You know who's going to win prior, yes. It's scripted, yes. The bumps are real. The falls are real. The botches are real. And well, as yeah, you see, the bones happen. I mean, as we talked about, Vince tearing his quads walking under the ring. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it's a Blake tearing his quad in the match and Raw. Yeah. You're, so if you're, you're talking, thinking that, that, that wrestling is, is fake and they just get up and walk out of the ring, they suffer some serious freaking injuries. I gotta watch my language because the kids home. But uh, let's, let's let's turn this uh, TV PG style as we wrap <laughs> it up here. But yeah, I mean, oh man, dude. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's just no doubt about it. Um, I'm actually yeah. afterwards. It's just it is what it is. It's it's. it's Unfortunately, it's part of the business that you get into. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, we did stupid shit in high school. Boy, <laughs> we ever. <laughs> Man, that's like four episodes long, but. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a good time, you know. But that's well, the business. And all right. So we kind of whoop, backed in there. I've always felt, much like McFoley has stated, that I think professional wrestling is a sport. Because there is no off-season for these guys. If you take time off, there's another thousand others waiting to take your spot. It's a killer-be-killed business to the extreme. And the fact that these guys work, men and women, I uh, don't want to sell anybody short, work through injuries all the time, and they get some horrendous injuries. Yes, we understand. We're not stupid. The days of kayfabe are long since over. As much as I still want to believe it's real to me, damn it. But, <laughs> you know, I like when it still has that alert to it. It's not like you go to the movies and go, well, I know this is fake, so that's stupid. Yeah, you right. don't, you know? We get it. The matches are predetermined, but what these people do for a living is extremely dangerous. It's going to probably take years off your life in all likelihood if you're someone along the lines of, say, maybe a Terry Funk or a Foley or, you know, guys who Samoa Joes, people just support their bodies. Sabus. Yeah, exactly. For this business. So you either love it or you don't, but there's, there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of realism in the world of professional wrestling, a lot more than people suspect, as a matter of fact. Especially I mean, if, you, if you really think wrestling is is that fake, I dare you to jump off your coffee table onto a concrete floor. Yeah. Don't actually exactly. do that. Yeah. Right? You sure yeah. take a bump. Go lay a little thin blue gym mat, as they did mm -hmm. in the 80s, on a concrete floor, and jump off a, a four-foot apron and land on your ass. Right? How I mean, much it doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And these are people that spend years developing and honing their skills and learning how to do it without getting hurt. The goal is not to hurt your opponent as much as possible. But when you're in that kind of work, it's inevitable. So 
to anyone out there who still asks me, oh, is it, you know, isn't it fake? Yeah, well, there's an element to it that's fake, just like when reality, as far as I'm concerned. So take it however you like it. We're wrestling fans, man. You know it. And on that note, I think that wraps it up for this edition of uh, Off the Rope Tuesday, Match 3. We will see you same bad time, same bad station next Tuesday with a different topic. Let us know. Oh, yeah. By the way, we should let the people who are actually still here know. Are we going to just switch this to starting at 8 o'clock now next week? Or Yeah, I think we're going to push it to 8 just because of uh, some technical difficulties on my end. Mm-hmm. So we'll push the show starting at 8 p.m. on the YouTube's page. And, again, if you want us to talk about anything, you want to share your comments, likes, concerns, tell us we suck, whatever, we're ugly, we should stop doing this, you can email us at authoropstuesday at gmail.com. We won't stop because we love what we do. And on that note, we are out. We will see you next Tuesday. Hasta la pasta.